Guys, we're back with part two with Chase Hampton from The Party. We're talking all about career advice, the end of the party, the resurgence of the party, and that first marriage of Chase's that didn't end so well. Have you seen the movie Gone Girl? That's where we're going. You won't believe this story. The worst moments of our life. Hey girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. How bad can it be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny. Yeah, I, t- I tell people a lot, you know, um, people ask for career advice and it's like, we're, I, I don't think there is a linear path when you are talking about having a career in the entertainment industry. You can't tell somebody, here are the steps to make you famous and successful. It just doesn't work like that. So... You know, every opportunity, like you said, when you saw those casting directors, you're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Here we go. That was a serendipitous moment. Mm -hmm. There are, there have been so many of those moments. And like our old acting teacher, Diane, who we talk about all the time, she used to say success is when preparation and opportunity meet. So it's like, you've got to be, yeah, yeah, you've got to be like up on your craft. You want to be an actor. You want to be a musician. You're always working on your craft and then you're just waiting for the right, the right moment, the right time. But it is, there is, it's like when those two things really do have to collide. So I always tell people, just say yes. Don't think anything is beneath you because you don't know where that thing is going to lead. So there was like moments in which, you know, I wanted to go back and do some theater. I, I needed to like feel like I was just an actor again. I just wanted to get back on stage. I just wanted to do something for myself. And I started doing like children's theater at the Gary Marshall Theater. This is back in like 2005. I met some of my best friends. I met Gary Marshall. He ended up, I ended up doing tons of shows there. I met my husband on that stage and he put me in like three of his movies. I mean, it was a community that I never knew I was looking for. And had I been like, I can, you can just imagine, you were on a network TV show. Why are you going to do children's theater? That would be what a lot of people would say, but it didn't matter to me. Yeah, I just wanted to, yeah. I just yeah. wanted to work. Yeah, you nailed it. That's every day. Uh, you were on the Mickey Mouse Club? Well, what happened to you? Right, right, <laughs> right. That's that's an everyday occurrence. People don't you know, get it. We're in the mall. Christina's on. Wherever I go, it's like, but it's it's one of those things. And because but when that, you're in the industry, you recognize how that works and how how right. those things kind of fall into place. And the timing is everything. Being memorable is everything. In that moment, I was memorable. You know, in auditions, when you do something really out there and take a chance, a lot of times is when you can see a hundred talented people in an audition. The casting director is not going to know at the end of the day which one who was who, but they might remember Absolutely. the guy who. On the, out, on the way out goes, hey, man, if you ever want to go fishing or like, you know, just some random thing, it might have been the thing that got you the job. So many auditions I messed up. So many, so many auditions I messed up and those are the jobs I got. You know, I'd be like, line, line, line. And they remembered me. I'm like, how did I get this audition? But it was being memorable. Sometimes the I ones think. you feel like you totally tank are the ones that you're like, you got a callback. And you're like, really? <laughs> yep. are, are you sure they meant me? Not a different yep. Christine? Because I don't feel like that went well. <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, I think it's so being memorable. So what do you tell everybody what you're up to now? What kind of music are you working on? Well, they did, they yeah. did a, the party did another album. Here, let's, fi- right. let's finish up. Let's recap okay. the party real quick because okay. uh, something huge happened in the past month. And so the part, just so you have a little history between me, I, I've stayed connected with these guys. And um, through the production company that I have with Alyssa, we, we create a pilot to try to sell a reality version of the party. Right. And it was difficult because a lot of people 
now don't know who the party was only because go ahead chase yeah they the when you know when you're talking to somebody about what you've done or your history you know they can immediately look you up on imdb or kind of check you now google you and uh whenever you're talking about the party or like oh you worked with dr dre you worked with the doc you did you worked with teddy riley what and there's no pictures of it there's no there's no trace of it anywhere there's no music to be found you might find a cd on amazon that you can pay 80 bucks for but yeah, so for 30 years, it's, or not 30 years, but, you know, 20, as soon as it, you know, soon at least as the 26. Kind of ran out, right? At yeah. least uh, it, it has been non-existent and just traded amongst fans and just forgotten about, you know, it's not, right. it's not out there. So therefore you couldn't, we couldn't ever get together and, and do a show or do a tour, like those mixtapes tours, because we're not, there's no music to really support. People can't find it. We can't do like the TV show, like, um, you know, Outlaw's talking about. There's no music that can be licensed for any movies or TV. So any actual money could actually be coming in for, to make income on any of that. Uh, so it was, it was kind of just a big tragedy, you know, and it, because Disney's so big, you know, I think they just forgot about it. All the people that I ended up talking to about this weren't even born when the party was out. So we really had to kind of, you know, get our name out there again and try to like, just kind of get in someone's ear and just reignite something where someone would care and go, let me look for that, you know, let me see what's right. going on there. And it was before the digital age. Yeah, so for the internet, ar- yeah, we, all, we all had the, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the music was archived like it wasn't archived in a digital manner. It literally is like the original recordings and tapes. So to have it transferred over, if they hadn't been, was and to find it. Now remember, at this time, Hollywood Records had just started. They opened Hollywood Records, like they opened the Disney Channel. They, they, they started it with them. So just imagine from then and now with Hollywood Records, the, how many musical acts and albums and have gone through their system and to find the, the party, yeah, the personnel, the, to find the music. So our challenge was, because the whole concept of, of doing the reality series was getting the party back and doing like a small like bus tour like like right. grassroots party like we're back and like getting them in the small clubs and showing their lives around just touring the country and starting over as adults you know almost like a reincarnation right but you couldn't get the music a peak a kind of a peak right right all out a peak a, a peak before the britneys and justins and like these are the right. ones you always know when you, when you talk about the mickey mouse club of the 90s it, the people's minds immediately go to this small group of people they know about but i mean i and i can vouch for this every one of those kids like is a freaking powerhouse like you know what i mean if you if they were yeah. built if something was built around just one of those persons the right way like any one of them could launch any one of them is, is a yeah. rocket waiting to launch um so here you got the alberts and the dds and dd has ended up being very successful on cartoon network recently uh, with steven universe and of course you got damon uh you know who's just all that energy um and tiffany yeah but you know, and Dee Dee did Broadway, and she, you know, she maintained yeah, her career wicked. musically stuff. Yeah, yeah Wicked, Miss Saigon, did, uh, Miss Saigon and she's, right. you know, it's the lead, and and all that. So everyone had, everyone in the group had something. So I just wanted to show, I wanted to say, this is this is what happens when you still have that same kind of talent as Justin, Christine, and Brittany, and Ryan, right, and Carrie, but it never. It never propelled to that level, and why? And what, just their their lives, because they're always, no matter what, I, I just thought it'd be interesting, no matter where they go, Brittany, 
Christina, Justin are always going to be brought up. And just to see that reaction would be amazing. Right. So it might they be the right now. time, right? It might be the right time. And I thought it was perfect timing. Because Christine might not know, but like we didn't really say this, but the reason why the party came to a screeching halt is because everything at that moment in time turned to grunge rock Seattle sounds. The Nirvana yes. hit, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. And I, I loved that stuff. I was listening to it too. I, but we as kids didn't, couldn't recognize that everything comes full circle. We just thought, right. this is the way it is, right? It just keeps moving forward. We didn't have that insight and no one was really mentoring us in that way where they were telling us, no guys, it's gonna come back, hang in there for four years, Backstreet Boys right. is gonna hit. You know, <laughs> right? But, you know, and it came back in such yeah. a huge way. Yeah, right. Yeah, Spice Girls, exactly. Yeah, we just didn't know. So yeah. it was a it was timing, like you said. Timing is everything. This is this is where this moment with the party happened at a bad time. Yeah, for sure. So recently, you had a, you already announced on your Instagram, but you could go yep. and say it here. Yeah, yeah, we got all the all the everything's being released to the digital platforms all over from Hollywood oh, Records and Disney. Great. It's our thirtieth anniversary, so it was kind of a you know. A kind of a gift as well from them to just you know what they went back and i was looking i was just looking for it i was like who has it does anybody even own it does anybody have it can yeah. i acquire it and they were like okay here's here's what we're gonna do and they you know and i think a lot of things worked up to that it had gotten licensed recently on a, on a tv show carly craig's uh sideswiped did a, a youtube show and, and licensed i found love and they had to go find that at hollywood records so we've been kind of getting in their ear we've had a lot of people tagging them online and i think uh covid I think COVID, you know, shut everybody down. So they were probably saying, hey, you know what? Go into the vault and find us something to make some money with. You know, I think, I think there was a lot of things that, again, timing. So right. this kind of came up and um, we found communication with them and, and they gave us some release dates and here we are. So That's next cool. Friday, Free comes out. And after that, um, our last album, The Party's Over, Thanks for Coming, comes out. So then we have all four out, which is, which is awesome. It's like something like 40 songs or something that, that were awesome. lost that now we're out and we're talking songs that were produced by dr dre written by right. the doc you know teddy riley and stephen bray who did papa don't preach with from madonna wow. and like, you know just like phenomenal and i listen to it now as a musician jody wally yeah jody andre simone who worked with prince I, as, a, right. as a musician now i listen back with headphones on and i'm like holy cow the worst songs on the album i did this song called rodeo i couldn't stand it i never did it live. i loved I made, it i made sure no one ever did it live i was like i'm never doing this I listen to it now, I'm like, the horn section in this is sick. <laughs> and, and there's even like people like Cheap Trick and uh, the Nelsons who are singing backgrounds on it. it the, 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 the amount of talent and people on that is insane. They spent so much money because Hollywood Records had just started, right? Right. So that being a kind of a training ground for us just to grow up in was priceless. For sure. And then, and then they came together. They have one more album that has not been released, right, Chase? Or has it? We've released part. We've released sing. We've released a lot of them as singles, but there's right. at least f four more songs that we haven't haven't released. Yeah, and it's the four of you. Um, right, right. It's just you. It's you, Damon, Albert, and, yeah. and yeah. Dee Yeah, Tiffany's not in it. Right, and that was a fucking shit show. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> there is footage. It was a shit show. That's what made me want to do the the uh, series, the reality show, because just. They're so um, strong. Each one of them is so strong-minded. They all have, they're all talented, but in their own ways. They all sound different, but when they're put together, it sounds amazing. They all have their all own mindset on how they want things done. Some personalities are stronger than others. Um, there's past relationships included in this. So it was a fucking shit show <laughs> to get this album put together. 
Am I wrong or right? You can tell the truth it, here. It, it, this is the it, worst it, ever. It was, but at the same time, like Damon will tell you, it was like some of the best times of our life, just being back together again and seeing how easy, how easy we could just, I mean, we would literally do it, start a beat. And by the end of the day, we'd have an incredible song. We're like, man, wow. we're like, we're rusty as hell. And look what we're pulling off now. You know, imagine if we continue to do this. Um, so yeah, with proper management and us not trying to control ourselves might be the yeah. better uh, situation. Or but control yeah, each other's. Oh no. The, so the, we the all felt like the great. weight of it though. The weight of that, right. like, you know, we come from this, you know, multi-million dollar backing band and people are going to, the expectation from people, you know, I'm sure you feel that, you know, you guys, sure. you guys know you've been in big productions. So when you do something yourself, like, well, I can't half-ass this in any way. I have to at least, you know, have this or this light, or I need this microphone or, you know, so just a lot of like anxiety that comes with trying to, you know, make sure it's right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's exciting. But we're, we're releasing little bits at a time. So when we have released a lot of those songs and I think that even actually even helped, we had four released prior to all this happening and that, you know, that now those songs now are being played tenfold because now everybody's revisiting all the old stuff and just falling into the new stuff. So, and you shot a helps. video for that too. Uh, yeah, salute to Summer. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Cleveland. Right. Oh, great. Yeah, that was a blast. Uh, that's so great, Chase. And now, really okay, cool. so wait. Now I want to get to some personal stuff, Chase. If okay. you don't mind. Personal, Christine, yeah. I hope you don't mind that I'm sort of steering this. Close to the camera. Mm. It's a little much. Uh, uh, so listen. So you're married, right? Yes. And tell everyone how you met your wife. Um, well, in the 90s, if you guys ever, if you guys <laughs> everything, go, <laughs> everything is in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. If you go look at your photo, if you go look at your photo in the 90s, I'm sure yeah. you had jacked up hair. Oh, yeah. I sure did. My hair oh, was like, yeah. I had bangs wings, like the wings, Axl the, Rose. Yeah. I was pressing it out the whole bit. Yeah. So yeah, one, one day, um, and again, we weren't seeing a lot of people. So, uh, you know, we're teenagers. So when, a, when a, a cute girl comes in and sits in the audience, I'm like, hey, you know, what's up? Um, <laughs> you guys are whores. Let's <laughs> not yeah. lie. Let's not um, sugarcoat it. So and, and in the first season, after the show, we would actually go sign autographs outside. They stopped doing that uh, at, at some point. But um, I, was t I was really shy. It was the first season, and I um, met this girl. I saw her, and we kind of locked eyes, and I, I liked her. She had huge hair. And uh, she was sitting in the audience. She was in the park and just got asked to be part of the show. Like they didn't really know what the show was. It hasn't really aired yet. So they were in the park as tourists and they said, you want to come watch a live taping? And they're like, oh, okay, sure. So they were there just kind of not really knowing what was going on. And I'm, I'm watching them, watching this girl as I'm singing. And I had to sing, 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 sing. I think I was doing that tap dance, sing, sing, sing. Sing, wearing sing, some silly sing, sing. And in my mind, I wasn't wearing something that I would go like flirt with a girl with, you know what I'm saying? But after the show, um, I met her and talked to her, but I never asked her for a phone number. I was way too shy. I, was, I still hadn't, I hadn't gotten that part down yet. And uh, I went home and this would never happen ever in real life uh, anywhere else. But my wife is Greek, Italian from Boston. She don't play, right? She's a small little thing and she's a beast. She, she gets what she wants. So right. she's like, you know what? I think he, I, th I liked him, you know? I, she, she's tell she tells me this now. And she called, she found the number to the bungalow and started calling the number of the bungalow and the secretary picks up and says, and she says hi, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse Club, bungalow three or whatever. And um, Lisa's like, yeah, I, I want to talk to Chase. 
He would be like, click. Oh my God, um, hilarious. Was, the lady was new. The lady was new and was like, oh, you know what? His mom's walking by right now. I'll, I'll pass you to his mom. Is that okay? She's like, yeah, sure. This would never happen. So my mom got on the phone and she's like, oh my God, Chase was actually talking about you last night. I remember who you are. Um, yeah, give me your phone number. So my mom came home with the phone number. I'm like, what? So I'm like, you sure it's the right girl? And so I called her. Our parents oh, dropped us a, like 13, 14. Yeah. Oh and my our, God. Yeah, our parents drop us off at Pleasure Island. I'm like, I'll take her to, I'll take her to Videopolis because that's where we all, all went. And I think it was Me, like, the, Callen, it was a bad you, night. Yeah. yeah, this was a bad night. So I, we walk in Videopolis and no one's there. Like, so I take her upstairs and we're just like listening to music and hanging out and stuff. Um, but yeah, was, <laughs> now we go back to that spot all the time because that's that, that first kiss moment, you know, that night oh where we had that God. group. And it was, you know, it was all cute. It was, our parents picked us up and, and uh, everything was over. There was no cell phones back then. There was no internet. So that quickly went away. Uh, obviously, we'd love to continue that, but there was no realistic way to have done, to had a relationship back then like that. You know, right. I mean, there was no long distance things like that. Um, and she would write to me and I'd write to her, but we, our, our schedule was just got compounded you know, every, every minute. You got Concords. You got, yeah, we yeah, you got Concords. Yeah. You got Dr. You know. Dre waiting for you. I <laughs> yeah. got it. Was that, yeah. It was that day. It was those days when you would get the schedule slipped. You'd wake up and the schedule would be slipped under the door and you're just like, okay, here's what I'm doing today. Okay. Like, like a zombie, you know, and you'd have right. to do three hours of school within all this as well. Right. And um, eat grilled cheeses. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's all we and had go to bars. For. And go to bars with the new And kids. go to bars. Right. <laughs> and it's on horrible. <laughs> oh, great. No, are you kidding? It's great. Okay, so so you're out of touch, in touch, but like you don't you're not together for how many years this goes on? Oh my god. When do you reconnect? Oh, he's had, well hold on. In between, he's had the worst girlfriends ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I've had bad girlfriends. I mean, and one of them still to this day tries to contact me and she's out of her fucking mind oh she's cuckoo for cocoa puffs the random just ran she's fucking cuckoo she's who he lived with when i first moved to la and i couldn't stand her from the moment and i just whatever he knows how i feel go ahead <laughs> yeah yeah i haven't had the best i haven't had the best run oh um, he picked losers yeah hey i was trying i was trying to save people you can't save people yeah. uh but anyway yeah I, yeah, I had a horrible, I had one horrible relationship and, uh, you know, like end of life kind of relationship um, where I was, I was actually married uh, prior. Oh, can we, can we talk about this? Well, I'm not going to go too deep. I'll just give you a little taste of it. But yeah, I, I was married you know, to this girl. Yeah, at some, at some, yeah. At some point I will, I will uh, divulge all, you know, I will go into detail on this, but um uh, got married to this girl. I was with her for like six or seven years. And what do you do after six or seven years when everything's like perfect? You get married, right? So got married and uh, was working on music and doing the audition thing and everything seemed fine. And yeah, uh, drugs came into play. Alcoholism came mm. into play. Um, and then woke up one day and she had just disappeared. So, and it was like out of a movie, you know? So, Whoa. and then, um, <laughs> And a whole story starts from there that we don't have time to go into at this point. But like, but just it, how it's long a movie. She, gone? she was gone over four and a half years, and they found her eventually uh, having a seizure uh, somewhere. <gasps> and they and they found her, and she was just uh, fully, you know, uh, addicted to alcohol. And uh, they got her help, and she had already started her own life, and just basically had run away, and she'd gotten in, um, went in trouble with uh, money. 
uh, during that mm-hmm. time and it wasn't, wasn't telling anybody. So it was drinking to kind of hide uh, the debt and the, the shame. And it just compounded, compounded and not telling anybody. And then she just broke and, and, and I think she got in her car and just started driving and probably intended to come back, but it just kept easier to keep driving. For four and, and a half years? Well, I, I did end up having, uh, I, I think the longer you're gone, the harder it is to come back. So. Yeah. And, and the shame of it all. I mean, she didn't run away from just me. She ran away from her entire existence, she, her family, yeah. her house, her, her job. You know, she had a, um, a clothing store. So yeah, it was, it was just a horrible, a horrible thing. And a big learning experience for me. I hadn't really been around anybody in my family that had that disease. Um, but you know, I'm sure she still works on it hard today. Um, I don't, I'm not in touch with her really. We kind of see her on Facebook every now and then, but, um, she's had her own life. Wow. Yeah. yeah she has, she oh, has wow. two kids. She has two kids now and seems to be doing great. So I wish. The how did you, her. how did you, how'd you find her to get divorced though? Like how did that work out? Well, yeah, that's a nightmare in itself. So when you're with somebody and you have to, you, well, first off when you're in California and someone and someone disappears or something like that happens, um, you have to get a divorce immediately. And my first instinct was what if she was kidnapped? What if she got put into the right. sex slave in Mexico or whatever? She was a tiny little thing. Right. You know? I didn't, I didn't know what happened. You know, she dead in a ditch, but they're like, no, you have to get a divorce immediately. And I'm like, why? And they said, because we have to at least file because it's a 50, 50 state in California. So whatever your wife or husband does, you're responsible for civilly. So if she would have hit somebody while drunk, if she would have went and robbed a bank and none of, none of those things happened, but I'm just saying, if any of those things um, would have ever happened, right. then, um, then yeah, you are on the hook uh, 50% of, of those kinds of things. So you have to protect yourself that way. And yeah, you're not just, you can't get a divorce without the other person signing. So you have to right. get private investigators. It's, it's a long, expensive oh process. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is a documentary in itself. No kidding. It sounds like one of those yeah. things of like, you know, it's like Gone Girl. And you're like, I don't, well, it is I don't know what happened. A lot. And a lot of times, you know, when people hear my life and like what we just talked about, they're like, wow, you had this charmed life. But, you know, but No, Chase was a, a miserable of, person for a while. There's a lot, there's a lot of things that, that yeah, have, have helped me. You know, so we're, we play it, and grow, and grow, Chase, you know. we, we, we talk real here, here at that time in his life, you could see such a difference in chase. Even when she was missing, it was, it was like a whole nother person. Uh, I was it was like, yeah, I was dead. you looked, you looked horrible. You, was it dead. was just like, I was like, this is it guys. He's not going to, there's no, and we all were like, he's not, there's no turning back. No, no one really came to help me. I'm going to be really honest. No, everyone no, was scared. No. Everyone was scared of the situation mm. because they were looking for, but you were, were people, also, there were people were teasing also, me though. There were people yes, teasing me saying, yes. where did you hide her? Yes. Did you really do it? What happened? Yeah, but right. And that, these are really people, rough, these are people who said they were hard. friends, you know, and I'm like, wow. So in the end, even in the end, when she was found, I still had, I still had those people. I still had people going, I knew you didn't do it. And I, and in my head, I'm like, wow. So there was a part of you wow. that did. Was, you know, there a, was, wow. there, was there a time where you were being investigated? Uh, I went straight to homicide. I went straight to the cops and I ended up right. just, yeah, I, I ended up in the homicide and uh, yeah, door locked, light on, state your name. Yeah. Couldn't even remember my name. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. <laughs> I hadn't slept. I couldn't even remember my middle name. I pulled yeah, out my license. Could- like, hey, here's my license. Yeah. And I, what, I, what I ended up doing was I said, here's my phone. Take my phone. And they looked at my phone, they dumped it, and they saw, um, they saw the way I spoke to her. They saw the, who I was as a person. They did kind of a character profile on me. Mm-hmm. Right. And they, they threw me my phone back and they said, bro, this happens more than you ever know. Oh, and, that is uh, crazy. So they, you know, I stayed in touch with them for a while. They investigated and found you know, certain things. They would find little hints of evidence. But they were all like, we'll find her. We'll f-. They were actually saying she'll come back. 
and she never came back. It was like, you know, she's going to come back to take her stuff. She's going to come back. So just watch out. Um, but never came back. Damn. Yeah, she, I mean, that relationship literally put you in debt. You literally had to start over. I had to go bankrupt. I had to go bankrupt. Yep. Oh my God, Chase, that is, that's so much to go through. How old were you when this started? Uh, That's, shoot, uh, I was like, I don't even know. I should know the dates right off the top of my head. I'm drawing a blank. Probably like 12 years ago. Yeah. Oh, I felt like it was longer than that, but yeah, you're right. Look, I think any, any time of your life that would be very hard to go through, but you were also quite young to be dealing with something so like, deep heavy mm. you know what i mean that's like i had just and gotten alone. a job and alone and alone yeah. i had just gotten a job at uh this place called rock nation and uh they had made me the music director of this school so i was right. in charge of all these kids i had 250 something kids in one school i ended up being music director for two schools but at that time i was doing one school and i didn't think i could even make it but i would come in literally those kids saved my life i'd come in and they'd all like run and you know hey jason's here you know and i'll you know tackle me and gave me a purpose when I had literally none. <laughs> I had lost all. Mm. I lost all hope at that point. So yeah, and I did write songs after that. They were incredible songs because I, you know, it's like you had to take the best from these situations. And so that's kind of what I, I got from it. My therapeutic, you know, yeah. thing through that was getting writing some really really good songs, some real songs, you know, because I had had this life where, okay, what do I write about? Another love song, you know. But now I had really experienced some real some real stuff, Pain. you know, which, yeah. which, which a lot of people do. Everybody has something, right? Absolutely. Right, so then let's talk about you coming out of the dark and now to continue with this. Coming out of the dark. Gloria <laughs> Stefan, thank you. I needed yeah. it. I just needed to get that in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I had always kept in touch with, with Lisa, you know, not all the mm-hmm. time, but we would touch base with each other. And uh, I told her what this was is, going This on. is the fan. Yeah, this is the both. band yeah. from at this 13. point the friend. At this point, yeah. the friend. She's right. She, she'll always say, "I was a fan of you, not." Right. Uh, you know? But yeah, I know, but so, we we on the outside used to call her the fan. Sure. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. At that time, because she would show up to show that I, I didn't. Know, yeah. Right. At that time, yeah, it was it was that kind of situation. Um, yeah. So I, I talked to her about it, and, and she was extremely kind to me. Um, being on, you know staying on the phone with me when I just needed some just someone to talk to. And, uh, and later on, you know, I realized she wasn't with anybody. Usually she always was with somebody or I was always with somebody. We had talked prior before about it would be cool to ever, you know, date again. Um, and she wasn't leaving Massachusetts and I really wasn't leaving California. But after all this mess happened, I was ready to leave California. So sure. that's when I was like, you know what? I'm ready for a change. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take a chance and, uh, and came down and started dating her and i was like this is it you know what am i thinking i should have done this a long time ago and we got married mm-hmm. and proposed to at disney yeah you did yeah, we got, no we, no we got married at disney brother because we met at disney so it's right. like we gotta oh just continue God. we gotta continue the flow so i asked her to marry me at disneyland because she came out to see me in california and then we yeah we ended up getting married at the grand floridian the wedding pavilion went to the honeymoon yeah, at aulani we went went straight disney so I great. love and it. Then, that is so. And sweet. I finally got. To, I finally got to meet her at the thirty-year reunion of the MMC um, for the first time, which was great. And then now you guys have you have one or two kids, Chase. Two. Two, which is a miracle in itself. Correct. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. Do you want to we're, tell that story at all? Well, well, just we're both we're both later in age. Because I think it's I think I'm it's forty five years old now. You know, and yeah. so me, finally finally meeting and the fact that I had, I got reconnected with Lisa and she hadn't already started her own life is right. incredible. Right. So the fact that that even existed and we could take that chance was amazing. So we immediately were like, let's if this is something we're going to do. We need to do it now because it's already too late. So yeah, we started having children. We started you know trying to have children. And of course, that was very difficult for us um, uh, later in age, right? So okay. after many tries, we, we made it work. We kept, we kept at oh, it. Oh, that's great. How I old are like your kids? What's that? How old are your kids? Uh, three and four. Well, one's getting ready oh. to turn four. One's getting ready to turn four uh, here in this month. I have a four and a two. Oh, so you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, other people just don't know. And one, two is different told, from one. <laughs> I know. I'm a little younger than you, but not too much. And uh, I told someone the other day, I was like, you know, they were talking about like, oh, my career, my career is so important to me. And I, mean, I want to have family too, but like my career, I was like, yes, yes, no, definitely. Listen, if you want to have kids, my advice is jump on in because I waited until I was 36 to have a, my first child. And even that, I feel old. Like <laughs> I have two kids and I am tired. It's harder. It's just everything's harder when you're older. I mean, getting on the floor to play with your kids. Like you're getting up, you're like, ow. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, there, but not only that, plus you with the struggle of you guys having the kid, that was a lot for you to that was another triumph. I mean, Chase has been through don't let the mouse club fool you. Don't let the red headed ace make it sound like everything is <laughs> closure. Uh, it, it all started with that, you know, with that uh, lobby incident with the casting directors, but it went downhill from there. <laughs> and now he's coming out of the dark. Anybody's been in the entertainment industry knows it is yeah. it is a roller coaster. But it's, a, it's yeah. important and I think it's wave. important it's important that people understand that, you know, because you only have like I have memories because I know you guys personally. So I've seen, I've seen the fights with the families. I've seen the fights with the producers. I've seen the fights with each other. I've seen the love with the families. I've seen the love with each other. I've seen the love with the show. I've seen it all. But a lot of people that just know you guys from your music and the television series don't really know what it was like to be a child actor in a state that wasn't meant for child actors, right? In a work right. environment that wasn't, this is not Los Angeles. It's not like everyone in your, you know, you're not at the Oakwoods, you know, where, right. you know. So you're in this like bubble and you are the king of the, that land in that area and you go out and it's like a whole different world and you're like, holy shit, you know? And egos got in the way in some places on all sides, everyone, and you know, things happen. And you pick people like every other person that doesn't have this kind of career. And sometimes they turn out to be alcoholic drug addicts who rob people, and sometimes they don't, you know, it just depends. <laughs> so I think it's important that they understand. Listen, we've all been through some shit. I mean, I, you know, I got, I have all my stories too. And like, why? <sighs> Why we know people that have gone on to from from being child actors that have gone on to be super successful actors or producers or gotten out of the industry and some people get into cults. I mean, this is just like <laughs> you know, this is this is like the weird part I think of. I think this can happen anywhere, but I also think it's a heightened experience when you are exposed at a young age to an adult world. 
Because right. I think for some people, not for all, but I think for some people, the moment you get famous is the moment that you stop developing emotionally and you're kind of stuck for some. You're stuck at this emotional development and sometimes educational like development because you stop going to real school and you stop having real experiences and you're going to bar one with a laugh. Like, but you know, so I think <laughs> for some people like that can put you on this like really strange path. Um, well, and also, and also and to add to that is like, there's also bitterness involved too, because you think the, why would you come back to do Mickey Mouse Club? Aren't you better than that? Yeah. It's like and that the, mentality, and, right? And, and not to like quote one of your songs, Chase, um, from the party, but could have been, should have been, would have been, you know, it's always that whole, you're always thinking about the coulda, shoulda, woulda, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, to this day, will never go back since, since you guys wrapped the Mouse Club. I have not gone back to what at that point was MGM Studios, now Disney Studios. I refuse to go back there. I have so many good memories that I couldn't imagine what it would be like now going there without that life. You know, that, th those memories there were like one of some of the best times of my life as a kid. As a oh, teenager. and also you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a fun of a line pass. So. <laughs> Honey, he don't, don't wait in line. He doesn't wait in line. I don't wait in line. I don't wait in oh, no no damn line. Well, Chase, it's a delight to to talk to you. Your story is uh, just. I think it's it's so interesting, and you clearly have been, you know, what, one of those people who has ridden all the waves and continues and, to just make and you're doing a, your own art, and that's. I think that's. It's just amazing. And you're doing a lot of stuff now with for other artists. Are you writing? What are you doing? Uh, well, since I've started teaching at the school, I kind of continued that. I do it a lot online, but I do. I mean, some of my kids that are at the school are now playing Lollapalooza. They've won iHeart Music Awards. I mean, it's, it's great. Yeah, some of the guys have really blown up. Um, but I continue to do artist development um, for kids. That's been my passion, especially since I kind of told you why. You know how they how I think that really saved my life in some in some senses. Um, so yeah, I have a site on chasinglife.com that helps do that. And, uh, now I'm a part of always in the club with Dale and then Lisa. And so mm -hmm. we're kind of, uh, taking that further. We got an MMC radio station now. Um, the party's back out. Uh, what else is going on? We got a, a show coming up in March, uh, 2021 back at Disney, um, for give kids the world. We're going to be uh, on a panel with the president of um, Disney world there. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm coming. Soon. I'm coming to that. Cool. We're gonna do some performances. We got a band. We're gonna we're gonna rock it out. So I think there's an after party at Galaxy's Edge. So COVID nineteen aside, hopefully that doesn't mess anything up. And right. Keep me posted on that. Yeah. Uh, and maybe you should come on again before that too, so we can promote it once That'd again. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. And so, what are all the sites again? Just all your tags. So you can uh, well, alwaysintheclub.com has literally, literally has everything on it. The store there has the party collection in it. If you want to get any party merchandise for the 30th anniversary, um, our holiday albums on there. We got a Christmas album coming out. Um, 17 of the Mickey Mouse Club kids got together and did a really cool uh, Christmas album, which I thought was going to be like, kind of like, oh, all right. And it's far exceeded my expectations. It's really, it's really beautiful. Are you um, one of the producers on it? Yeah, one of the executive producers, and Tony as well is one of the MDs on it. So it's right. and cool. Tony's Tony's like an MVP on this album. He really helped all the all the tiers who didn't have the access to pianos and acoustic guitars, and and really helped um, kind of shape everybody's song and, and experience. It's you're it's speaking really of Tony Luca, just Tony so you Luca, know. right? Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which we're gonna have on the podcast as well. He's uh, he's agreed to do it because we want to. There's so much cool, to talk cool. about with him. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I want to get into I want to get into Carrie Russell. I want to get into Christina. Right. And yeah. All with Tony Luca. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But a lot of good stuff's going on. Um, cool. You can most of that stuff's on always in the club.com. And um, yeah, please check it out. That's great. Well, Chase, it's such a delight to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us and taking it's so nice to meet you. Day. Yeah, same here. And guys, we're Worst Ever Podcast. I'm I'm Christine Lakin. You can find me at Yo Lakin. I'm Alec Led and don't ask. And you can also get merch at worsteverpodcast.com. And uh, Chase, listening. I love you, dude. I love you, brother. Big thanks to Chase Hampton for being so honest about his life. And thanks to you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can I be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best served funny.